I could make it. Glad you're all here. Good to see you all. I'm Dan, your friendly fishmonger from dancefish.com. We do this every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. For those that don't know where that is, that's 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, <laughs> and I'm glad to be here with you again. I'm, I wish I had different news, but uh, the I'm still waiting on this order. I'll give you the details of that, tell you how shipping went, and then we'll get to your questions and comments. I did remember to go to live chat today to start, and that's because I've got someone here with me. You might recognize him. Hello. Maybe not. He's got a beard now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's my partner in crime, Jonathan. Um, it's Dan's birthday, if nobody knows. Oh, that's geez. Why we're yeah. Out here. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Jonathan surprised me by uh, showing up on Saturday, right? Yeah. yeah. So I walked out in the living room and Jonathan and his whole family were there and I had no idea they were coming. Um, they showed up to surprise me for my birthday. I had a birthday this weekend and it was awesome. So yeah, my, they didn't just show up like unannounced, like my wife knew they planned it all. So it was, uh, it's been a really, really cool few days to hang out with my brother and see him again. And, uh, and of course, as you can see, grinding away, (laughs) coding more stuff, uh, Making stuff better for getgills.com. That's just how it is. <laughs> I see Super Jet here from Left He. Apparently, it's not Lefty anymore. It's Left He. Uh, for $1.49. Thanks, Lefty. Good to see you. Glad you're here. Uh, oh, birthday cake. He gave me a piece of birthday cake. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It was a happy birthday. It was one of the best ones, which it shouldn't be because. I'm getting older now, and birthdays should be like, but uh, no, nah, it was great fun. I love birthdays. Um, all right. Now, let me give you an update. So, the order's looking good. Um, it has some amazing stuff on it. I'm not going to go through the entire list just because there's 66 items on here that I think are definitely coming. Um, I'll tell you the bettas. That's pretty exciting. There's a uh, betta cochina, betta forshi, betta picta, more betta dimidiata, and then betta rootlins, the uh, the green form from uh, Thailand. And then I've got about 30 species of rainbow fish coming, and I don't want to go over those uh, all individually because it would take forever. And a lot of them aren't fish that uh, have scientific names or anything yet, so they can be a little harder to find descriptions of. But I'm excited about that. It looks like it is really, really for true and for, yeah, actually going to happen. And the suppliers all confirmed. Everything's confirmed. The only thing I'm waiting on is the cargo agent. So I'm like sitting here basically on call. So I can get a call in a minute or they could let me know in a week that it's ready. So we'd plan for Thursday tomorrow. But um, I don't, since I haven't heard yet, I kind of doubt it'll come tomorrow. But I'm hoping maybe Friday, um, maybe next week, maybe it, it could be any time, which is horrible. I'm so excited about this. And I'm like, I'm like a kid at Christmas, but, but, but they haven't announced exactly when Christmas is. It's coming. Christmas will be here soon. We'll tell you when. That's kind of what it's like. So I'm just sitting here waiting for Christmas. And uh, 
Yep. So it looks like it's going to happen, but uh, just got one more confirmation to go. And then hopefully I'll go get it and everything will be good. So it's, it's making planning things a little hard. So if you're in Denver, I'd love to come see you. But I don't know. They might call and say, like, it's going to be there. And you got to go now. Or they could say it's going to be here in three days. You know, I don't know how much notice we'll have. So I'll do the best I can. But, uh, yeah, I'm basically just on call. Um, so the other thing about that is it's making shipping a little funky because I don't, I don't know how to commit in advance. So I am committing to shipping out uh, orders again on Monday of next week. Of course, if the order, if they call and say it's coming Monday, I'll have to email everyone and say like, I'm sorry, um, it, it'll have to wait. I, I don't control that part of it, but I, that's what I'm planning on doing. Um, I shipped out a bunch of fish yesterday, but I haven't shipped out any today and I'm not planning on shipping any tomorrow just because um, I'm expecting that call. And so I didn't want to commit to people and then have it not happen. So, cause I thought it would be this week. I still hope it's this week, but anyway, that's what's going on. Wait, the mono audio makes me want to cry, man. Yeah. It's only one, one ear was getting any sound. Oh, oh, got it. Audio is fine though. Right. I'm not, I'm not Darth Vader anymore or again. Okay. Well, let me try this. I could, no, I've got my, I've got it set to two track on my, uh, I don't know why I've got the, I've got the uh, speaker set to, I, it must be on your end, I guess. Well, I had it too. Oh, you had it too on yours? I have no idea. Same settings and everything is, is last time left speaker only. Is that, so that's got to be my settings, right? Huh. Okay. I guess we'll muddle through with a left speaker only for now. That's weird. It's weird. Only have sound in one ear, says Candy. Yeah, everybody. Is that me or is that YouTube? I mean, I literally haven't changed any settings. Well... I don't think I'm going to dig in and try to problem to troubleshoot that problem right now. Cause that'll, uh, that'd be, it could take me an hour or half a day or something to find that. So we're just going to keep going. We're just going to keep going. All right. Um, anyway, that's the report on what's coming in and I'm just sitting here on pins and needles waiting for it. Now, as far as the shipping report, it's not as good as I would like it. It's not horrible. It's not as good as I'd like it. Um, we had one guppy that made the trip, but then passed away um, a day after it arrived. So that's not good. And then, wait, was there another one? Yes. And then there was a Luminatus that didn't make it for someone. Um, so one DOA, that was a Pseudomuga Luminatus, and one Panda Guppy that didn't make it. The Luminatus, uh, that was an extra anyway. I had sent that customer an extra. So they got what they ordered, but just the extra didn't make it, which still a bummer. I still count that as a loss. But so two um, out of a ton, we're going to make, we actually have a video. We did a, a vlog style video of that whole packing weekend, basically. So you guys will get an idea for the volume that we were doing. 
So that means that the percentage is still good, but it's still a bummer that two didn't make it. But everyone else, as far as I know, has made it. And I'm thrilled to report that. So last week I talked to you guys asking about um, if you had had trouble with certain fish, because one of my customers that I sent them to had lost some fish uh, in more than usual. I think four species, five species he had trouble with. So I was trying to figure out if I had a problem in my tanks or if there was something that had happened on the customer's end or whatever. Um, I'm happy to report that I reshipped. And as as of earlier today, they're all still doing great. So he's had them for several days now and everyone seems to be doing good. So I I think the problem's fixed. Um, I changed one thing on my end, which is I, I sent the rose line barbs, the Denisoni, in a little bit larger bag, just so that might be a little less stressful for them. And then the customer did a few things on his end, which was did plop and drop instead of um, um, drip acclimation and put them in a different tank that didn't have any fish already existing in the tank that could possibly have introduced something. So somehow between me doing what I did and he doing what he he did, we solved the problem. Everything's good. So that's a happy ending. I was... uh, when I when I emailed him to ask, I was a little worried because if he had said, "Hey, this shipment didn't do well either," I'd be like, "Oh man, maybe I have a problem." But looks like looks like looks like everything's okay, so that's awesome. Um, that's about. Well, I'll give you an update on Get Gills too. So, John has been working a ton on server configurations, trying to get everything updated so that. How do I explain this? I don't know enough about the software world to to do this, but basically, basically, if you let things go too long without updating, they start to break. Things go obsolete and out of date and systems stop talking to other systems and the whole thing gradually kind of crumbles. It's like if you were still trying to run Windows XP and Windows has had stopped and Microsoft had stopped supporting Windows XP. And um, anyone that did that, it's like after a while, it gets very untenable. That's the kind of thing that would happen. So been working really hard to make that happen. We thought that we'd kind of got that done more or less, but then ran into a problem um, or not. A, yeah, a problem and had to redo some things. So it took longer, but I'm happy to say that we released that on Monday and it appears that everything's still up and running just fine at getgills.com. So anyone that uh, has a store there, if you notice a little blip of, of no service for a little while on Monday night, I believe, um, or, or super early Tuesday morning, um, then um, that's what it was. But you should be all back up and running now. If you do have any problems, if you would reach out to us, dan at getgills.com. Uh, and let us know, then that means that we missed something and we have to go back and, and fix it. But I think we're good. All right, that's about it. So only a 13 minute ramble today, which is good because it means I can get to more of the questions and comments. I get through every stream and there's a whole lot of questions and comments I never get to. But um uh, We've got more time now. So we've got an extra, say, 17 minutes for that. So that's good. I should be able to get to more of you this week. Let me get to the giveaway and then I'll get to that. All right. So today's giveaway is Melanotania lasustris, which is the um, turquoise rainbow fish. To enter that, hashtag SoBlue, S-O-B-L-U-E. And you will uh, be entered to win. So blue, 
S O L U. I'm sorry. <laughs> hashtag S O B L U E. And um, if you do that, if you want to be entered to win, put that in the chat. And uh, at the end, we'll do a drawing and might send you a couple. So I'll send those out on Monday. And they're big, just so you know. They're my guess is about three inches. Maybe some are a little bigger. So they're pretty large. So don't put them in with like chili rasboras or something. And they're an amazing fish. The thing I don't like about them is the pictures. The pictures never show them right. The pictures show kind of a blue fish. And that's true, they are. But when the males fire, they get a bright yellow or orange line from the mouth up to the dorsal fin, this stripe right up, right up the front of the fish. And they flash it and it glows. And that color contrasting with the blue is super stunning. I mean, the blue is nice, but once they fire up and flash, there's just the perfect mixture of color on that fish to make that really highlight itself. So it's, it's a really cool fish in my opinion. Um, all right. So with that, I'm going to get to questions and comments. I am for once, look at this. I did it right. I am in live chat. Dun, 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 dun. I remembered because Jonathan told me, um, so I should be able to get to you guys without having to jump around and things. Fish tank barn, hashtag get off my lawn, or get off my law. <laughs> Happy birthday. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Deuce the new, please fix the audio. I don't think I can. Um, if the audio problem you're talking about, Deuce, is that it's just coming from one side, we're just going to have to muddle through because I don't, it's, I can't troubleshoot that live. It's going to be a big problem. Juice the noob, the mono audio makes me want to cry. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry, did not know that was happening. Don't have a clue why. You know, I'll try one thing real quick. I'll just unplug and replug in my microphone. Um, if that's it. Hang on real quick. I think we're back. I, hopefully that fixed things. Let me know. Um, let me know. Actually, I'm going to scroll down to see if it did. If you could leave a comment, I'm looking for it to see if that's any better. But uh, I'm not expecting that to fix it, but we'll see. We'll see. Any better? Oh, and you know what? I didn't mute the mic when I did that. I'm sorry. It's the same audio. Yeah. In, in that case, uh, we're going to have to wait, guys, until I'm done streaming so I can get dig into settings and see what's going on. Okay. Sounds fine to left he. Well, that's good. Dan's Aquarium. Hi. Hi, Dan's. I haven't forgot you. I swear. I haven't. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. It's bad. Um, Rockford Fish Keeping. One or two speakers don't matter. At least we can hear you, and that's all that matters. Well, thanks, Rockford. I like your attitude, man. I like it. But I also appreciate it when people tell me when things aren't working, so I know to be aware of it. Okay. Here we go. Big Yak, 35. Trying to think on what to add to my 18 Rasbora Tetras in my 90 gallon long. It could be 21. It could be 21. Yeah, yeah, I can't count them. 
I understand. You got a big tank and a bunch of little fish in it. Um, any ideas in anyone else here? Uh, big Yak, can you tell me what kind of rasboras you have? Um, they range from the Boraris genus, the tiny little peaceful things, on up to kind of big, big man eaters. Um, not quite man eaters, but man biters for sure. So I don't know which species of rasbori you have. Rasbori tetras. I, yeah, I, I would need to know which species of rasbori you, you have. I'm not sure what a rasbori tetra is. To me, that's a two different families of fish, but maybe there's a common name rasbori tetra that I don't know. Um, so I'll need a little more information and then I can help you. Sorry about that. Just don't, just don't know. <laughs> it's like Austin Powers. I'm the boss, need the info. <laughs> Cubby Love, Dance Fish, they're amazing in person. Yes, they are indeed. The uh, Melanotania lacustris is really beautiful in person. There's so many fish like that, that the pictures and videos, it's like, yeah. And then you see them in person, it's like, whoa. It's so much of what a fish is when it comes to color and beauty is iridescence. And I don't know yet of a camera or a video camera that, that picks that up with any kind of regularity. Yeah. Diana Connor, I'm worried the pump in my tub is too strong for the golden white clouds. Are they sensitive to current? They love current, Diana. Uh, white clouds want current. So, they come from pretty quickly flowing streams and things, high oxygenated water. If you think of like our native shiners that come from the creeks and stuff, it's similar to that. Say a, a rainbow shiner or something like that. Now, that being said, what you want to do is if you give them a strong current, that's great. But you want to put a few like, say, like big rocks or something in there that kind of break the current. So they'll go up in the current, they'll swim, and then if they want a little break, they'll go down behind the rock or whatever it is, that whatever decoration you choose, that blocks the current, and they'll kind of hang out there for a bit. And then they'll go back up. So they like strong current, but it's nice if they have an opportunity to escape the direct flow of the current uh, when, when they need to. So that's what I would suggest with that. But I think Strong current's good. Um, without being there in person or actually seeing a video of how they're acting, I, I couldn't know for sure. I don't know what fil what pump you're, you're running exactly, but they do like water movement quite a lot. Gary Duncan, are Serpe Tetras as calm and not fin nippers like white skirt Tetras? <laughs> yes, Serpe Tetras are as, as uh, calm as... as in, in nippy is white screw tetras, meaning they nip. Yeah, in my experience, both those species are, are kind of nippy. So serpes, okay, so it's not that every serpe tetra will be nippy all the time. I have seen instances where serpe tetras don't bother anything at all, but I've seen other instances where they've shredded the fins off of a betta. So I don't know all the factors that determine whether they will be like that or not, but I personally would not put anything in them with long fins. I'm thinking like a half moon betta or the guppies that, you know, big long delta tail guppies or something like that. Um, that could be an issue. So they, they are, uh, they're a little bit nippy at times. Yes. In my experience, so are white skirt tetras. Serpes may be a little bit more. 
Okay, hang on. I'm. It jumped on me, so I'm getting back to it. Here we are. W. Marion, any breeding projects going on on purpose or accidentally? The audio is hissing a little. Uh, sorry. Did my best with the audio. Um, kind of. I've got some steel blue epistogramma that I'm raising up. I have two batches. Um, one's teeny tiny. They're pretty young. The other is getting big enough that I'm about to list them for sale. They're eating pellets and stuff at this point, the bigger ones. But that's uh, I've just got some in here, and every now and then they breed and babies show up, and so I collect them sometimes. I have some cobra endlers I'm raising up, some of my favorite platy ever, which are the neon yellow calico platies that I'm raising up, um, some other library stuff like that, uh, Limia nigra fasciata. Then what else am I raising? That's really it. It's just kind of stuff will spawn every now and then I'll see babies and I'll collect them. I did breed Celebes rainbows accidentally, so I've got some of those. I don't know how much I'll grow them up, though. Uh, the same with um, Daisy's rice fish, the Wawari, um, or Wawari, I guess. I've got some of those, too. So I do have some things happening. The beta uh, dimidiata are breeding constantly. I actually had to remove the males from the females so they could uh, get a bite to eat and recover because otherwise they'll breed constantly. But have some some bettas breeding as well. But um, nothing on purpose besides the Santa Maria endlers and some other stuff. But nothing really that I'm cranking out. But I do love it when I walk down and I'm like, oh, there's babies. Must have done something right. <laughs> Diana Connor. Thanks, Dan. I have some bricks in the tub. We'll add some uh, largest lava rocks. Cool. That should do it. The bricks might be enough. You might already be there. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of how you could tell if they were stressed. I mean, if they're in the current, they're kind of just hanging out and going back and forth and up and down and stuff. They're probably fine. If they're, if they're like at the back and they're like, ah, you know, where the current is the lightest, if they find, if they seek the point where the current is the lightest and they stay there and they don't ever leave there and they're still struggling, that's how I guess you could tell that they were maybe a little too strong on the current. Guppy Love, I can believe how fast you sold out of the Madakas. Yeah, um, pretty fast. So, Guppy Love, I haven't sold out completely, but I'm pretty close. And if you're talking about the, the uh, orange LeMay, guppies, not lame, <laughs> La like the French fabric. Um, basically what happened is a section of that batch didn't have orange in it. They came in white lame. And so I have some more that I need to ship out Monday for the orange lame. And so I'm going to send all that, those out and see how many orange I have left and count them very carefully and then relist there. I, I might only have a couple left. I didn't want to oversell and then have to send people just white lames when they wanted orange. So I'm just trying to keep the inventory, um, manage the inventory in a way that people get what they expect. But I, I do expect to have a few more to list probably Tuesday after I've caught everything that I ship out Monday, but not many. And by the way, the uh, Miyaki, the white Miyaki are amazing. And I still have plenty of those. In fact, I like them better than the orange LeMay because 
they have this bright iridescent stripe down the dorsal, um, not the dorsal fin, but the, the top part of the fish and um, it glows. It's like, it's like if a neon tetra had a white stripe that was thicker and it was across the top of the fish instead of across the side. It's kind of like that, but I, I like them both. They're both pretty, but if you're 10 feet away, the one that's going to catch your eye is the, uh, the white Miyaki. The orange lame are nice, but the lame is the glitter, all the little sparkles on them. And they have a lot of it and they're really pretty, but you have to be closer to see it because they're very tiny, those little spots. Whereas the Miyaki, it's a big, bold stripe that catches the light and, and uh, you can see it clearly from far away. Um, I am Sugar Hill. How did the Blackworm shipping go? Well, it went good and it went bad. So I haven't figured out how to do it consistently, so I kind of decided I'm not going to do it. Uh, what happened is the first shipment that I sent out went great. Got there, everything went great. They looked, I, I, I caught them, I, I rinsed them out and everything. They looked fantastic. I sent them, the customer was happy, everything worked well. The second batch, um, I harvested the blackworms and I rinsed them out and I put them in the fridge and then you know, rinse them out two or three times a day, rinse them out, put them in the fridge, rinse them out, put them in the fridge. I don't know why, but for some reason they never got clear. What usually happens is you rinse them and rinse them and rinse them. And eventually they, uh, avoided all their food and they're clean inside and you stop getting nasty water coming out of them. Right. It's, it, it becomes a lot cleaner and they, they, they look like you would expect healthy blackworms to look and the water around them, isn't all smelly and foul, or it takes a while for that to happen. The second batch I tried, I don't know why, but I could never get them to the point where they uh, cleared enough that I was comfortable shipping them. And it took, I spent a long time trying to prep them. And um, by the time I think three days had rolled around. They still weren't ready. They were starting to stop being solid blackworms and turn into that brown kind of blackworm that nobody wants to get. And so I didn't end up sending them out. Instead, I, I contacted the customer and was like, look, these aren't good. I can't send them. And I just refunded the customer. Um, so based on that experience, the amount of time it took to do those and all that, I've decided I'm not going to do it anymore. It wasn't worth the time. I don't know how to do it well enough. I think to do it, to really do it, I'd have to have like a, a trout run, basically. Something set up like that where there's high water volume going through constantly to really clean them out um, very efficiently. So they can't like get back and re-eat their own waste or something like that, right? And I don't have that set up at all. So it... It kind of worked, but it didn't work well enough. And I, the expense and the time and the space to set up what they would need, I think, to do it like that, um, it's, it's not going to happen right now. I hope one day to be able to do that, but it's a mixed bag. So I decided not to continue. Skippers Aquariums, I have a question. If you have a question, make sure to type at Dan's Fish. Yes, indeed. Good to see you, Thomas. In fact, all my mods, thanks for being here. I appreciate you so much. Thanks for doing what you do. T-Shot, I got ick in my community tank, picking up ick X tomorrow, turning up the temp gradually, Cardinal Tetras, Rummy Nose, Corys, 
orange flash, flash epistos. Any other tips to fight this off? Thanks, Stan. Um, if your aquarium is not planted, I would add five grams of salt per liter. I don't know what that works out to in gallons without doing a little conversion on Google, but um, five grams of salt per liter of water will really help. Now, you don't have to do that though. If, if it's a planted tank, don't do it. It'll kill all your plants. And if you do it, make sure you dissolve the salt in a separate container of water first, and then mix that into your aquarium water. Um, corridors have, and lots of catfish, have a reputation for being sensitive to salt. I don't think they are. But what happens is if you didn't pre-mix it and you just put a bunch of salt in your aquarium and it goes to the bottom and then the Corydora swims over that, um, then they're going to get kind of, their system's going to get hammered by that salt. And of course they're going to have a problem because it's not dissolved. They're in a highly concentrated salt. So the way I do it, is just dissolve it and then pour it in and you won't have a problem. And by the way, I do this all the time. Like every fish I ship is in five grams of salt per liter of water. That includes the quarries, that includes um, the red lizard catfish, that includes the mistus by maculatus, uh, all of them that I ever do. So as long as you pre-dissolve it, fish are not sensitive to salt. The problem is when you dump it in and you create a pocket in your aquarium of high concentration of salt. So that can help. Um, the ick is kind of bothering the epithelium, drilling holes into the epithelium. Um, and what that means is it's harder for the fish to maintain osmotic regulation because there's a bunch of little pinpricks in it that water can get into. Adding the salt helps prevent that from happening. So that's the only other thing I would say. Also, be careful how high you turn up the temperature. Um, I personally never do. You can. There's nothing wrong with it until you go so high that that you don't have enough oxygen dissolved in the water and the fish uh, suffocate. So don't go too high. Um, and it all depends. A tank with a huge biomass in it can't go as high as a super clean tank with only a few fish in it. So it, each tank is different on how high of a temperature it can get to before you have problems with oxygen saturation in the water. But uh, just be aware of that. Deuce the Noob, how many CPDs do I have to buy off you to get a discount? Um, not sure. Uh, Deuce, if you would email me how many you're thinking, I can let you know. I'd have, to, I'd have to do some math on the back end to figure that out. I almost never do discounts, honestly, because what I'm trying to do is not overcharge and just charge enough to keep the margin I need to stay in business. But at a high enough volume, I will. Like someone bought uh, 15 humphead glass fish from me. And so I gave them a little discount because those are big, expensive fish. I think they were, what were they going for? $40, $45 a piece. Um, so even though you cut the margin a bit, um, I could do that. However, we had a stipulation. And the stipulation is, if I gave a discount, then there was no guarantee at all. Um, and I only did this because this is a friend. What happens if I give discounts? If there's a problem, I don't have the margin to fix it. Right now, 
if anyone has a problem, the it's fixed. So um, I'll send you a refund. I'll resend the fish. I'll do whatever helps you achieve your goal. Um, if you're trying to breed and you only got a pair and one of them died, I'll send you and you lost the mail, let's say, and, and I'll be like, okay, I'll send you a mail on Monday because even though that's probably $29.50 in shipping and I'll pay for the shipping, you can't complete your goal if I just give you a refund. So what I try to do is find out what the customer's goal is and then react accordingly. Um, however, when I do discounts, if there's any kind of problem, there's absolutely no margin to fix problems. So I generally don't do discounts for that reason. I would rather have, I'd rather be able to do the things right and be there to back up my product if there's a problem. I know fish aren't products, I get it, but we're talking about something we sell. So I'm gonna call them a product for now. Um, rather than give a discount and then if there's a problem I have to be like, ooh, I don't know if I can do that. Da, 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 da. So it's all kind of built into how the price is. So I've done it a couple times, but it was usually for quite large groups of high value fish and usually to friends. So, yeah, I guess the, uh, what I should have said is no and moved on. <laughs> that would have been simpler, <laughs> but I, but I don't want to say no and like, no, and move on. I, I, I guess I, it's important for me to understand, for you to understand why. Um, like, for example, even when, so it's a hard policy too, and that's recent. I used to be a little loosey-goosey with this. It used to be that if there was a problem and it was a long-time customer and, um, and I was like, would you like a refund or a reshipment? And they're like, don't worry about it. It's good. I'd be like, oh, thank you. That's very nice of you. But I've changed that recently. So now if there's a problem, even if the customer says, no, it's okay. Don't worry about it. You know, I've got tons of fish from you and this is the first one that's died or, or whatever. Um, I still refund or resend. And the reason is, is because I'm trying to build a company. So I'm trying to make the culture of this company be such that, um, that it's customer centric. So it's not like, what can I get out of the customer? It's how can I make the customer successful? And it's important that I kind of set some, I don't want to say rigid, but some uh, policies up and kind of adhere to them in that direction now so that as I hire employees, that culture is already embedded and it just becomes part of what they do and what they expect. So it's kind of easy when it's just me to um, <laughs> give us Aquatics $5, hashtag no discount. <laughs> Bob's a lot uh, more concise and clear than I am sometimes. <laughs> Thank you, Bob, I appreciate it. Um, so it's important that I set those policies and really adhere to them as I project growth and project the need to hire employees and things. So it just becomes part of the company so that the employee, when something goes wrong, doesn't have to ask and be like, can I give a refund or can I reship or whatever? It's just, okay, that happens. I do that because that's what's good for the customer. So now, even when something goes wrong, uh, when a customer emails me and says, oh, I lost a fish, um, but don't worry about it. It's fine. I'm not asking for anything. Just want to let you know, I'm still going to uh, send a refund. Um, yeah. So I'm just trying to build the right culture, I guess. And in order to do that, it's hard to give discounts. Guppy Love, are you still breeding the swords? Kind of. I mean, they're there. Can you see them? 
there they are, all that red, uh, the light. Hang on. Well, we're not going to get a good view of them, but I still have them. I'm, I honestly uh, think I might be done with them. Um, I don't know. I go back and forth. Every now and then I'm like, oh, I'm going to sell them to someone so they can continue the project if they want. But uh, then I'm like, oh, no, they're so cool. And I've been working on this for so long, right? So I don't know. But I think I might get there fairly soon. I feel it coming. I'm just not quite there yet. So, um, Dan's Aquarium, it's fine. You're a busy guy. Thanks for understanding, man. It's not because I don't want to get it set up. I do. So I, I want to do a collab with you. Um, and and I will. I we just have to. I just have to find the time to to get into it. Left. He, three, two, one, three, eight. Do you know when you might get or have Siamese algae eaters again? No, uh, pretty soon. There are fish that I generally like to carry just because everyone needs them. Like they're a real useful fish and it really helps. So I like to have them because when a customer emails me and says, I've got algae issues, I can say, well, this could help, right? And, and they really do, they help a lot. The problem is I've got um, all these fish coming from this uh, this import from Indonesia that I've been working on for so long. And the whole point of this import from Indonesia is to get super rare stuff that you can't get anywhere else. Like to really, this supplier has amazing stuff. They have common stuff too. I could probably order SAEs from them. Um, they have like platies and, you know, they have common stuff too. But what I'm really trying to do is, since this is an importer that also has really amazing like stuff you just can't get otherwise, I'm trying to concentrate on that on this order. So I'll get this order, I hope, I hope, I hope, and um, get that all settled and stuff. And then if there's tank space, I'll get more SAEs. I just shipped out the last SAEs that I had, um, I think yesterday. So, uh, I just ran out and rather than restock, which I kind of would automatically be like, I better get some more. I'm holding off just a bit. So it should be soon, but it'll be a bit. Big Yak 35. Thank you. They're the Harlequin Rasbors. Okay. So what can you put in 90 gallon with Harlequin Rasbors? What would look fantastic? Well, I think that those rice fish I was describing earlier will look fantastic. Um, I think most tetras would look great. Man, a big school of chili rasbors would be stunning. They think like that because in that much space, they're gonna kind of pal around in not a tight, tight ball, but they'll kind of group up and swim throughout the aquarium. And once they settle in and color in and they're each firing that red and you've got, I don't know, 300 of them in a, in a, in a, a football shape that's swimming around the tank. I've seen that before. That's stunning. So I guess the, the way I would, the thing I would suggest you look into is small schooling fish in large numbers. Romino's tetras in a large school are fantastic. Um, what else schools nicely? Um, you know what would be awesome? I, I, I 
don't have any I could sell yet. I have a, a school of them in here, but I'm not I'm not going to sell them. But if you got a large school of African glass catfish, a big group of those, they're a tight schooler. They're very unique. And you would need a large number. You would need, say, 100, 150. But if you did that in a tank that size, that would be the same effect of a really unique schooling fish. I think that would be stunning. Um, they're... they're once they settle in, they're rock solid, but they are a little delicate in the shipping. So if you have a pet store by you that has some that have been there a while, that's kind of what I would look for in that fish. Um, a massive group of Corydoras would be fantastic. Little pygmy Corys in a tight school are awesome. A big group of, I don't know, any Cory really would be great. What else kind of has that <clears throat> behavior? So, or, or a bunch more Harlequin Rasboras. Those are pretty too. So, I don't know. That's my thought. The, the tanks I like the best out of all of them I've ever seen are large tanks with large numbers of one, two, or three species that are small. So, you have a big group of Cory's on the bottom, a big group of Rasboras in the middle, and then a big group of... Uh, Half beaks or hatchet fish or gold. No, golden wonders would be a problem if you have small fish in there. Um, but some kind of surface dwelling fish. Three species, that's it. Large numbers of each one. And each species is fairly small. To me, that's that's magic. So that's my thoughts. But, but that's me. There's lots of other people that are like, dude, you should get an Oscar in there or you should get a, you know, some kind of big wet pet fish. And there's other people that are like, you should get a centerpiece fish like, um, I don't know, like a, a geophagus or something like that. And then some little fish around it. And those are all valid. Just for me, for me, the centerpiece is a school in large numbers of small fish in a big tank. Rose Aquatics, I was told you wanted me on one of your live streams. Is that true? Well, I don't think I said that, but absolutely. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I've ever articulated that thought um, or even had it like in my consciousness, but in my subconscious, of course, Ro, of course I want you on my live stream. I don't know very well, though, how to collaborate on my live stream from a distance. I know how to get on other people's live streams because they send me a link and I click on it and I'm there and that works great. But I, uh, I don't know that, I mean, one day I'd like to get into it, but right now the thought of setting aside half a day to figure out how to set everything up so I can have a guest on and then having them on with me in a test stream and then having to troubleshoot and all that. I just, I honestly can't handle it right now. Uh, my bandwidth is all taken up just with trying to uh, get fish in, get them healthy and ship them out. It's very busy. But Ro, I would love to. I would love to do that one day. And of course, of course, I would love to have you on there. And Ro, if you're doing a stream and you ever want me on there, that I can do. Like I can click a StreamYard link and appear or uh, a Zoom link or get on Skype or whatever. Um, it's just trying to it would be a learning curve for me to get that all set up on my end. Apparently, I can't even get a microphone to work um, just here in my current stream with just little old me, you know. So um, that tech stuff is something I I just don't have the bandwidth to handle right now on my end. Big Yak 35, loving 
Harlequin or Porkchop. I've seen them called, yes, we've been calling them Harlequin. Yes, I know which one you mean. Yeah, of course. Rockford Fishkeeping, two, oops, and it jumped on me, Rockford. I'm sorry, I'm going to scroll up and try to get it. If it didn't scroll too far, it did, it, sorry, man, it jumped on me and I cannot scroll up far enough to see that. Um, so if you would repost it, Rockford, I'll, I'll try to get to it. But the first one I can see now is this one. This is as far up as I can go. The Aquarium Cowboy is at the very top. And the first thing for me is Joe Coffey here. What is Jonathan's favorite Pleco? Oh, man. Uh, oh, there's my head. Loud, um, loud, loud. I like the albino bushy nose, I think, of the few I know. <laughs> there you go. Albino bushy nose. Man, a good taste. I like them, too, just because... Because you can up. see them. Yeah, they show up. <laughs> Speaking of plecos, I did bite the bullet. I am importing my first group of plecos. I've decided. I've talked to some people. Thanks again, Mile High Plecos, for your help with this and TM Aquatics and some other people that um, are being helpful and letting me know. I'm nervous about it, and so I'm asking people questions about how to <laughs> how to care for these things right. So I'm going to try one. It's I believe the L. 102, it's the Snowball Pleco. Um, the reason I chose them is they seem to be pretty hardy, they don't get too big, and they aren't the most expensive. They're a hype citrus, but they're not like, you know, a thousand bucks a piece or something like that. They're, I think they sell in the 40 to $50 range, something like that. So I figured it was a good one to get my feet wet with. So I'm only ordering that one species for now. And I'll see how it goes. And it's like the Corys. I'll, I'll learn. Um, if it goes well with them, then maybe I'll try a second species. And if that goes well, maybe I'll try a third, you know. And, but I don't have plans to get in plecos in a big way or anything. But I, 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 I'm, I'm going to try it. I know folks have been asking. I know, I know. <laughs> I've been listening. Um, I'm going to give it a whirl. Guppy Love, how do the Madaka compare to the Indian rice fish? Are the white ones listed? Um, they're completely different species, like very different. Um, I don't even know how to compare them. If you want to know color, the Madaka are very colorful. At least these strains, wild Madaka, are, look very similar to an Indian rice fish. They're both easy to breed. They're both pretty simple to sex. They're both peaceful, active little fish, pretty hardy. Um, but as far as color goes, I would say of the commonly available rice fish we have, certain strains of the Madaka are, are some of the most colorful. Um, now, there are some really neat rice fish out there that are quite colorful out in the wild and, and unique and have really neat markings, but we almost never see them in the hobby. And are the Madaka listed? I think, I think the white are listed. Jeez, they better be. Let me look here. Um, Miyaki. The Miyaki white. Maybe I spelled that wrong. Let's do rice. I can spell rice. Yeah, there they are. Miyuki, not Miyaki. Sorry. Miyuki white um, are listed. And me yuki white rice fish okay Let's see if we can get a, a picture of these for you what they actually look like 
kind of, I mean, you can barely see here the iridescence and see it here, but it's not really showing. You can see some here too. That doesn't do it justice in the least. Um, you can get an idea here. Is You're going to have to take my word for it, and I'm comfortable giving my word that they're amazing and glow because they are and they do. <laughs> they're, I, again, they're the, they're the one when I walk by the tank at a distance, I'm like drawn to it. The same thing, same reason I'm drawn to the neon yellow calico platius. Just you walk by and you can't help but notice them. They're really pretty. So they are listed. They're Miyuki, not Miyaki, sorry. Miyuki white. Big Yak 35, how do you send um, some birthday cash? I just tried. Oh, I don't know. Um, there's a super chat function. I mean, there's no obligation, but if you want, you could always send it through PayPal. Dan at dansfish.com is my PayPal addy. Um, but um, I think the super chat, you'd have to get your card connected and all that stuff. So that might be why you can't do it. But I appreciate the thought. And if you can, wonderful. And if you don't, thanks for the thought. That's, that's appreciated as well. Priscilla MK, what are you doing there? You're supposed to be here. I know, Priscilla. I wish I was because that means my order was coming and I knew when it was coming. Let me check my email real quick just to see if they just to see if they've let me know. Nope. Ah. Nope. I wish I was there too, Priscilla. I can't wait to see you and Mikey. Um, I want to tour your store. I'm so happy for you that you got that management position and I want to go see what you're doing. That's exciting. Um, yeah. Oh, you'll know when I know. <laughs> Canada's Aquatics hashtag still working. $5. Bob, thank you so much. Always appreciated. Never required. But as you know, it makes Brenda super happy. Um, Bob, thanks for everything you do. I just, I appreciate you like a brother. And one day I hope to break bread with you, man, and sit down and actually, actually spend a little time with you. Big Yak 35, you figured it out. $2. And we got the cool. It's like the, <laughs> I'm so cool. I'm limp. <laughs> Thank you, Big Yak. I really appreciate it. It really never is required, but it is very appreciated. Thanks. Hat Trick Farm is here. Hey, Hat Trick Farm. Good to hear from you. I hope you're doing well. Nice to see you. Wait, what's that? Just one more fish with Josh throwing down $5. Thanks, Josh. I appreciate it. Crazy week. I placed a $128 fish order, and the guy sent me an envelope with a note that simply said no refunds. So you gave a guy $128 for fish and he sent you a note in an envelope. Holy cow. Josh, please tell me that didn't happen on Get Gills. If it did, please let me know and let me know who did that because I, I don't really step in and police like every vendor on get gills is you know maintains their own store and runs it as they see fit and the reviews is the way we kind of keep track of who's doing what but but in a case like fraud like that 
um, I need to know because I've got to shut something like that down. So I, 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 I'm hoping it didn't happen on Get Gills, but if it did, uh, please let me know because that's something I have to take action on. But oh, that's horrible. So, so you got a $128 note. <laughs> I hope they at least had good penmanship. Is it like in calligraphy? Like really neat and fancy and you can frame it? I mean, hope something. Yeah, it's hard to find this silver lining on that one. Man, I'm sorry. That's horrible. I've, I've never heard of that. I mean, I've literally been doing this for a little over 27 years now. Like for real. And in that time, I've heard of people talk about scams in general, generalities. But usually it boils down to bad customer service. I've never seen anything like that where it's an actual, like, on-purpose, fraudulent, scammy scam, you know. Moonstone Aquatics. Hey, Moonstone. Good to see you. Thanks for the $5. Calico Platys are breeding like crazy. I know, mine are too. So beautiful. Thank you, Dan Ski. Tough little fish too. Super enjoyable to keep. I love them. I'm glad you like them too. Um, every now and then, you know, we all have different tastes, and every now and then... I'll talk about something to someone that I really like and I'll go for a while and then they'll be like, yeah, I don't really like those. And I'll be like, oh, <laughs> so it's nice that knowing that sometimes when I recommend something and kind of I feel like put my reputation behind it a little bit, that it really is that nice for other people, too. I'm sure it isn't always. I'm, I'm sure there's people that, you know, don't like that fish. And I get it. We all have different tastes. Well, I need a moment because Moonstone Aquatics uh, Super Chat is frozen because I was clicked on it when it disappeared. So I need half a second here just to pop out chat again. Just a moment. So just take. Here we are. And we're back. Let me scroll back up and get to where we were. Almost there. Thanks again, Moonstone. Okay. Okay, it only lets me scroll up so far, and I can see. Wait, wait, hang on. I can... Wait, I could go further. Yeah, the, the next one I can see is Lefty, who says, Loving all the fish I got in yesterday. They have all colored up super nice and are all settled into their homes. Thanks so much. Hearts. Well, hearts right back at you, left he. So glad that they're doing well for you. Um, appreciate it. Thanks for letting me know. Edgar Anonymous. Un okay, let's try that again. Hang on. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, nom, nom, nom. Okay, I'm ready. Edgar Anonymous. Oh, it's still hard to say. I have a baby Cory that has swim bladder issues. It can't swim higher than a few inches. Treating it for bacteria and fasting it. What else should I do? Well, it really depends, Edgar, on what the cause is. And that's very difficult to tell. When you say baby Cory, here's the scenario I imagine. I imagine there's a batch of Corys that are being raised up and they get to a certain size and you notice one has a swim bladder issue. If that's the case, it might just be a fish that has a physical deformity, that the swim bladder just did not form right. In which case there's probably nothing we can do. 
if, however, it's a fish that you've had and it was all normal and healthy and happy in swimming like a quarry should, and then all of a sudden it started having problems, then something changed. It, it could very likely be a pathogen of some sort. But knowing what it is, is it's kind of impossible, I think, um, without like a, even a veterinarian could have a problem figuring out what it could be. Um, but you're treating it for bacteria. So, so here's the best thing I could say is if it is a change that happens, so we know it's probably a pathogen or something like that, or it's, it's a possibility that that's what it is, then whatever you're using for bacteria, try that. If there's no improvement, then you could switch to a different medicine. Try that. If there's no improvement, you could switch to a different medicine. Um, honestly, unfortunately, that's where we're at in this industry. Uh, it's without access to veterinarians that do fish in most of the nation. I don't think there's access to that. I definitely don't have access to that here. Um, then the best we can do is, well, I'm going to try this. Is it working? Nope. Okay. I'm going to try this. Is it working? Nope. Okay. I'll try this other thing. So it's really a, a kind of informed guessing game is the best we have. I wish I could help you. I wish I knew what to do, but I really don't. And I would be playing that game if it was my fish. I, okay. I'll try this. Nope. Try that. You know, that's what I'd be having to resort to. So I can't give you any, I can't say anything more about it than that. Cause that's all I would know to do. Rockford fishkeeping. I mean, back to Edgore, um, unless you could identify a specific pathogen somehow, if you know how to do that on a microphone, you could do a microphone, a microscope, you could do a fecal sample or something. If there's something obvious in there that, you know, it's, then it's a little better, but Rockford Fishkeeping, sad to say one of the discus has white poop. Oh, that's not good. Tried everything I had and no go. So I went and got API general cure and medicated flick from Ken's fish. Fingers crossed. Oh, I hope that works for you. Um, that is what I would try first is probably general cure, uh, prosy and metro. Um, when did that start, Rockford? Is that a, a new thing? Is the fish still have good body weight? Um, so a couple things on discus is, um, check temperature, um, 86 is great. They like it nice and toasty. Um, check water parameters, even a little ammonia or a little nitrite can quickly turn into a real issue for discus. So I check that. Um, otherwise I think you're on the right track. If the water's clean and the water's hot. Um, then API general cure would probably be what I would try if that didn't work after a while. Um, and yeah, the flakes, if it, if it is still eating, then definitely some, some medicated flake or, or medicated pellets or rapashi that you mix some, somehow getting the medicine in there would be a good idea. Um, sometimes I think the flakes work and then sometimes I'm like, those aren't working at all. So I'm still on the fence about those, but uh, yeah, you're on the right track, getting medicine in them. And then the other thing is be aware that just because there's white poop doesn't automatically mean that it's uh, a parasite. It, it could also be a bacterial infection. It could be a virus. Basically, stringy white poop in a fish is the equivalent to a human having diarrhea. It's a symptom that something's wrong. 
Um, could be stress, could be a parasite, could be bacteria. You could have the flu, which is a virus. Um, you could have heat stroke. You could, you know, there's, there's all these things. So uh, the best we can do is, okay, is it a parasite? We try. It, you know, it's, the, it's that same thing that I talked about with Edgar. But I hope it goes okay for you. Um, let me know. I'm sorry to hear that. Just so you know, they did, uh, they were treated for worms. They went through two rounds here, um, Metro Prazi and Levamisol. So um, if you don't see any improvement pretty quickly from that, then it, it might be time to move to the antibiotic because they did go through some deworming here. Uh, Kyle, what's the best case for breeding bushy nose? Kyle, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a pleco breeder, so I'm not the best guy to talk to about that. I would, um, maybe if Mile High Pleco's in here, he could, he could answer to that. TM Aquatic, some other folks that do a lot of, a lot of uh, plecos. In my experience, bushy nose will pretty much breed in anything. Uh, the bushy nose were never very picky. They would, they would breed in an upturned flower pot if there was nothing else, like a flower pot on its side uh, in PVC. Sometimes they would just breed with nothing in the tank. But I think ideally it would be something like a, a large um, watering spike or some slate that's, you know, glued together and things like that. But I'm not, uh, I'm not an expert on breeding plecos. All I'll say is that whatever you put in is probably going to be okay for the bushies because they aren't very picky from what I have experienced. Big Yak, I figured it out, connected my card, and sent you some love. Thanks again, Big Yak. I appreciate the love. Deuce, the noob, $2. Hashtag confirmed working. Awesome. Does that mean that is that my, my microphone's working? Like both speakers are working now? Because that would be awesome because I didn't do anything. So... <laughs> <laughs> I love it when I can fix things without raising a finger. <laughs> All right. Big Yak 35, happy, happy birthday. It was. It was an awesome weekend. It was busy. It was busy. We, we packed a ton of fish, but... Um, it was nice having my brother around and his family. Kids Aquatics, you missed a super chat above Josh's. Oh, no. Oh, okay. I think I got to that one. The envelope. Yeah. Thanks, Bob. Because if I missed that one, that would have been bad. I want to know. He should have spent that 128 on Dan's fish and get gills. Sorry, fish friend. So bad. Dang, that's an expensive note. Yeah. It's first I've heard of something like that. Okay. I think I'm caught up on super chats. I was just way behind in the chat. That's new. <laughs> I never do that. Yeah. If I did miss yours, I'm very sorry. I didn't mean to. Oh, I did miss one here from Deuce the Noob. No explanation appreciated. I won't bother emailing. Please ignore the second question from me. I thought you skipped the first one. Okay, no, no worries. Thanks so much. In Chattanooga, Ed. Punching me in the face with a fox cat. Good to see you, Ed. I hope you're doing well. I hope life in Tennessee is wonderful. But thanks for uh, thanks for the fox cat. One day I'll actually know what that is. <laughs> but for now, it's a fox cat. And I see one more down there, and I can't really... Can I click on it? Moonstone. Okay, got that one. Just checking here. I hate to think that I someone sent me money. I didn't even say thank you. 
Okay, I think I got him. Oh, there's a new one. Big Buck with $25. Thanks so much. I really appreciate that. That's a that's some serious dough there. Just to help someone who is living the dream. Big Buck, thank you. I am living the dream. It's been awesome. In fact, Jonathan and I um, were up late last night. There's a surprise. Because... Um, because we're dreaming and we're looking at the numbers and looking at everything. And we're both kind of just sitting there being like, man, this is amazing. It really is. It's taking off. I have an amazing customer base. You guys are fantastic. And everything's growing faster than I thought it would. And so it's the dreams coming true. Like I'm happy to say I'm a lot less, I wouldn't say I was nervous. Well, of course, I was nervous a little bit. I mean, it's a risk, right? What I did is risk. So I'm feeling calmer about the decision. I'm feeling like, okay, maybe that was the right decision. I know it was the right decision because I'm happy. But as far as like my family's finances and my kids getting in, uh, being able to pay for college, you know, stuff like that, um, stuff you have to plan for, I'm starting to feel more comfortable. Now, again, even though there's been all this growth, we aren't close to where we want to get to. So everything's rolled back into the company right now. It's all about how do we grow this thing and, and make it better and make it sustainable. But the trends are going in the right way. So that's really encouraging. Yeah, we were just looking at the numbers and each time it was like, this is working. Okay, let's check this statistic. Yep, it's working. Like everything's Everything's working. There's there's a few things we know that we need to do to get to the next level. And that's kind of what Jonathan is over there programming right now. He's coding some stuff out so we can um, take the next step in growing the business. So I'll be I'll be telling you guys about that um, hopefully fairly soon. We just have to build a couple things to make it so we can uh, get some some folks on board that are going to help us out. Okay. Um, and, and thanks again, 25 bucks, very much appreciated. Okay. I think I got them all. Nope. There's one under big buck. I see it down here. So I see this one under, so there's big buck, $25. I see a blue one under it. I'm trying to like, yeah, I'm sorry. Whoever sent the blue one in, uh, the one under Big Buck, I can't see it, but hopefully in a little bit it'll pop up so I can say thank you because I really do appreciate it. Last Raven, what is your sword tail project? Just curious. I've been working on a leer tail koi sword tail project or liar, depending on how you say it, but hard to find good stock. Yeah. Um, so the sword tail project I'm working on. Oops. Am I? Hang on. Nope, I'm in the right screen. Okay. Is uh, a red eye red cauliflower hyphen sword tail. That's what I've been working on. They're amazing. I, I'll never forget the first time I saw them. It was years ago. I, I walked into uh, Southland Aquatics, I think, a, a wholesaler in Los Angeles. And they had a tank full of those. And they had another tank. Or actually, that, there was a tank full of those. And there, there was a pond with koi sonki sword tails. I think I'm saying that right. Sonki? I don't know. Um, and those red-eyed red hyphen uh, cauliflower swords blew my mind. And they've been in the back of my mind ever since. And so when I had a chance to get some, I did. 
What I found, though, over the course of several orders, trying to get them in and get them established, is that the stock I was getting, uh, the I could only find them from one supplier in China. And unfortunately, um, I had a histology done. Um, well, there's a veterinarian that helped me get a histology done, let's say. And uh, they really are the ones that drove that because they're like, I think there's some issues here. I couldn't keep them going well. They're like, yeah, there's some issues. They sent it in for histology. They had a virus and it was a virus that's pretty virulent and cannot be treated. There's no treatment. So I had to stop buying from that supplier. Luckily, I had some babies. So I've raised up a couple batches, um, trying to raise them up separate from the parents and create a virus free strain. Um, and I think I've done the virus free part. I'm not seeing any of the issues that I saw before, but um, I don't think the strains all that robust. They're growing super, super slowly. And other people have told me this too. Um, but they're, I mean, how much more can I do? They're in a 125 gallon tank. They have all the algae in the world to pick on all day long. Plus I feed them a ton. Um, it's super clean water and uh, like, I don't know what else to do. So I've got to the point where I'm like, I don't know how to succeed with these fish in a way that makes sense to perpetuate things. So I think I'm probably going to move on from the project, but that's what the project is. Um, I also have some wild type sword tails, not that I bred myself, but um, that another um, hobbyist up in the Washington area bred. And so I, I like that kind of stuff. All right. And you're working on leer tails. I hope that goes well for you. That's uh, that's one where you need real patience because because uh, of the genetics, right? The gonopodium can be misshapen, so you have to do a leer to a non-leer and all that. Uh, yeah, I hope that goes well for you. Dragon layer, two dollars. That's the one that I was missing, right? Yeah, dragon layer. Dan, find my comment. Is this like where's Waldo? Am I going to be looking looking for a, a striped comment? Let's see here. <laughs> find my comment. I'm looking. You couldn't just put it in the super chat, huh? <laughs> oh, Dragon Lair, I've gone up pretty far and I can't find it. There it is. Hi. Here's the here's the comment I see from Dragon Lair. This is probably not the one he meant. Hey, Kenny. Okay, I saw it, Dragon Lair. <laughs> um, Pittsburgh Parallettes received my first fish from you yesterday. All are doing great. Thanks for going above and beyond, Ed. Hey, you're welcome, Ed. I'm glad they arrived in good shape. Glad to hear it. Parallettes, huh? We used to have some canary-winged parallettes that lived um, right outside the animal hospital I worked for in Los Angeles. So there's a wild population there in Los Angeles. And they would uh, feed every day in these trees we had out front that had seeds that they liked. So uh, they I think they're called canary wing, if I remember right, but they were cool. I was too bad that they're established just because they're not a native species and that can be a problem. But every now and then you'd see different kinds of parrot flocks in Los Angeles, which was super cool, but also, yeah. Oh, wait, Lumpy Dog, 10.04 Eastern time when this was posted. I'm only 10 minutes behind. That's pretty good. Actually, I'm further behind. It's just a... Uh, it's luck I saw that because I was scrolling up to get back to where I was. <laughs> okay. Hang on. Still scrolling. Doo -doo -doo. Just one more fish. Okay. Oh, I don't want to miss this one. Just one more fish Fish with Josh 
also had a package that I sent out get lost. Fish were in the box for nine days, but were healthy when they arrived. You're doing it right. That's how you know. The client said they're doing great. Josh, I'm so glad to hear it. Whatever you're doing to ship the fish, you're doing it right. That's how you know. Um, so many companies and sellers pack fish and they're only going to do okay if they get there the next day and there's no delays at all. Maybe. You know, sometimes they don't do okay even when there are no delays and stuff. But if yours can be delayed nine days and still arrive healthy, good job. That's, that's where we need to be. We hope that never happens, but we really need to be uh, prepared for when it does because we don't control that. So awesome. That's, I'm like thrilled for you right now. Okay. Did I catch up? I think I'm caught up on the super chats, except for one more. I can't see. I should be able to see it in a little bit. Okay. Deuce the noob at Kayla's Aquatics in one way back after your no discounts. Wait, I got him though, right? I think I got him, Bob. Last Raven 215. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Sorry. Here we are. Fish Dreams. Dance Fish is top notch. Just saying. Well, huge. I like your just saying. No, thank you, Fish Dreams. <laughs> you can just say from here on out. No, that's awesome. I appreciate it. Rockford Fishkeeping. Dance Fish is the only place I would send money and say surprise me and be happy with what I get. Hopefully. Um, everyone's taste is different, but. Thanks, Rockford. That's quite a compliment. Big Yak 35. I second that and third that. Dance Fish is top notch. Jeez, my ego is like, I feel like I'm going to float away soon. My head is growing. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. We do work really hard here. Uh, you know, I, I love working with Pistol. And the reason is, is yes, he's an, empo an, an employee. He's, yes, he's paid and all that. Um, I guess employee means like, I'm paying his taxes and his healthcare and all that. So yes, he's contracted and yes, he's paid in things. But the reason he does it is because he's passionate about it. his reward is when I'm like, yep, no DOAs this week. We did good, buddy. Like that's what, that's what keeps us going. So it's really nice when every now and then um, that's noticed and acknowledged. I appreciate that guys, because we work very hard to make that happen. And I'm sorry when it doesn't, there's always that odd case, like two didn't do well this week. Um, but out of the number of fish we send, statistically, we're doing great. Beastart, all the fish I ordered from you came in alive and well. Awesome. I'm glad to hear it, Beastart. Thanks for letting me know. Just one more fish with Josh. I was absolutely not on Get Gills. Oh, good. good. It was not on Get Gills that the scam happened. It was another site with no... And no, the penmanship was awful. Looked like a ransom note drawn on green marker. Oh, man, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I'm glad it wasn't get gills. Um, Jonathan and I would have been like, it's been great. We're going to cut the live stream now, and we got to look into this. That's not okay. Yeah. And I know, I mean, get gills isn't perfect. It's pretty good. We have a pretty darn good community of sellers there, but every now and then there's someone that emails me and is like, dude, this transaction was horrible. And, and, and I get that. There's a small percentage that are going to go wrong. And I'm sorry whenever that happens. Um, and if it does happen, my the, the thing we all need to do is 
what will really help get gills grow and really help people be informed when they purchase there is if you leave honest feedback on every purchase you make, good, bad, ugly, let people know. That's the only way that people are going to know, ooh, maybe I shouldn't buy from this seller or maybe I can try this seller, right? And by the way, when you're considering who to purchase from there, um, if someone has, I don't know, a little bit of negative feedback, but they're new and there's like five positive messages and one that didn't go well, you know, maybe that person hasn't been established as this isn't someone we should buy from yet. Like some people are new, they're figuring it out. You know, this is a place we want to encourage people to, um, try doing this and people make mistakes. It happens. We're all human. But if everyone leaves feedback all the time, then very quickly we'll know if there's a bad egg there, right? Um, if, if there's 10 feedback and eight of them are negative, then we all know, we all know, right? <laughs> so that's, that's what helps us as a community. If we can just leave honest feedback, here's what happened. Um, then we can help each other know what to do there. So that's our that's our monitoring mechanism fish dreams what antibiotics can i get in bulk without having to buy a ton of erythromycin packs that's getting harder and harder fish dreams it used to be that you could get uh from a lot of suppliers in bulk the best place i could say to check right now would be gemco because they tend to supply more industry than individual like hobbyists they'll supply like wholesalers and stuff like that with equipment. So let's try it real quick. See if we get lucky. I really like these folks. They do good. Medications. Let's see if they have urethromycin. They have a lot of stuff and often you can get it in large quantities. Um, furin. Maricin. Is maricin? Yeah, urethromycin in bulk. So you'll have to call them. They don't have the, the price listed. But it looks like they have it in bulk. Oh, it's powder packets, though. So they have powder packets in bulk. Oh, man, if these guys don't have it. I don't use a lot of urethromycin. Um, so I don't go through it very fast. So I have not had to buy it in quite a while. Is there another one here? Hmm... Hmm. So what I tend to do when I buy medicines, um, as suppliers gradually dry up and I have to look for new suppliers is I just get on Google and I start looking in bulk and 850 grams is usually the, uh, the size of the bulk pack there. And so I just start looking for that and hopefully it pops up. What I have had to do though, more recently, this was before COVID with COVID, I haven't been able to do this, but, uh, eventually I had to just find a, a manufacturer and buy directly from them in bulk. So I, I actually buy directly from manufacturers in China and stuff to get mine now. ARG though might have it. You know what? Okay. There's one more thing because I want to help you out. Um, Cause this can be hard to do. Uh, eBay, ARG, erythromycin. Oh, I spelled that wrong. I'm sure. Yeah, uh, it's not showing. I can't do it like super quick on a live stream, but on eBay, um, you can sometimes still find stuff in bulk. 
folks. So that might be a place to check. But I'm sorry, it's just getting harder. Um, things are changing. And unfortunately, fish medicines um, are being restricted and manufacturers are not manufacturing or selling bulk anymore due to restrictions and other things. And it's, uh, yeah, it makes things a little more difficult. Just when we're fished with Josh on the bright side. Well, I'm glad to hear there's a bright side, Josh, because... <laughs> Because <laughs> that was no good. <laughs> On the bright side, I added 12 more tanks this week, and I'm up to 60 tanks. World peace, brother. In a 275 square foot room, still have room for more. <laughs> yeah, you do. Are you doing the side on, like the short side poking out thing? I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, good for you, man. That's awesome. That's really exciting. And I'm glad to hear that in general, your, your shipping's on par. Delayed nine days and still made it. That's good. W. Marion, I was reaching a, oh, reading about environmental DNA tests. They think they could be developed so that water could be tested at fish farms or when fish arrive to look for parasites, bacteria, etc. That would be amazing. Like it, a test that picks up trace DNA from different pathogens. So all you had to do is test the water. Oh, that'd be nice. W. Marion, if you ever find out that's actually become a thing, that it's like been developed, um, hopefully I'll know about it. But if you ever find out that happened, would you please let me know? Because if I, if I miss that memo, I'll want that memo. That's like, I feel like, I feel like we've made a difference in shipping and that that's spreading. Like other people are doing it too. Uh, people are starting to be like, wait a minute, this could be done better and not being satisfied with with poor shipping anymore so that's starting to generate and go the the next thing we've got to get going is how do we and i don't have the answer yet um like i've got to work really hard in in dig in really deep and educate myself on how to do effective uh fecal smears um skin scrapes basically everything I can with readily available equipment and things to diagnose and treat my fish. Cause there's no vet close to me. There's not going to be a vet close to me. Um, there's, there's no industry here for a fish vet to come work in. So uh, that's something I've just got to do. And in once I do, I'll be able to like talk about it more and, and help other people do that too. The problem right now is it's hard because really, if you're not a veterinarian or a vet technician or something, it's hard to get that information because it's not like you go to the vet and you're like, could you teach me how to do what you do? So I don't need you. Right. It's not, it's not like they're just going to tell you how to do it. Um, I mean, maybe some would, but it's hard to get that. So that's the next thing we got to do though, is how can we be better about the health of our fish? And it's really difficult. Joe Coffee regarding Edgar uh, Steshen Finger, didn't you have a guest on not long ago that spoke of a page where specialists can help if you post, well, kind of, um, if you post microscopic fecal imagery, kind of Joe Coffee. Basically, during the Aquarium Veterinarian Conference, I asked, is there a place we can go to share images of what we find under a microscope? So people can help us identify the pathogen because the problem is you get the slide and you see stuff, 
but you don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Like without someone who knows what it is to tell me, I'm like, well, I found something. That's, that's all I know. Right. So I asked, where can we go for help with this? And they kind of said, basically the answer was there is no great place for that. But if you go to a Facebook group, like the Aquatic Vet Association Facebook group or something like that. They said, if you go there and you post it, someone might get back to you. But it wasn't a thing where it's like, the vibe I got was, you might occasionally be able to post something, you'll get a response, but not, but they specifically said, that is not what the site's for, but you could try posting something there and, and, and you might get a response. It's kind of how the vibe was. So I don't know of any place specifically for that. It's made for when there's a problem and you can go, here's what I found. Can someone help me identify it so I can treat it? I don't think that exists. That, that world of medicine is kind of locked down, right? It's, it's like, like our doctors don't want us going and diagnosing ourselves and treating ourselves. Veterinarians are kind of operating under the same, um, the same philosophy. It's, you know, you have to be highly trained to do this right. And so that's the philosophy. And so helping someone do something that could possibly be wrong and hurt something instead of help it is not in the game plan. So it's, it's kind of hard to get that information. But if anyone knows a group like that, I would like to know that. I would love to find a place I can post images because I fully plan on buying a microscope and, and starting to figure that stuff out. Um, and I, I need help, though. I would need help to get start to get a feel for what things are on the identification front of pathogens. Rockford Fishkeeping, about a week now. Took some time. Okay. It's, it's had the discus has had white stringy poop for about a week. Took some time to get through my normal meds. Temp is 84, fish is eating, but not much. Other discus is fine, so are the two humpbacks. Okay. Okay. All right, so it's only been a week. Yeah, I mean, if it's still eating, there's still hope, I guess is what I would say. So give it a try. Um, I have had it where I've had a runt discus. Um, not recently, this was several years ago, but every now and then you get a batch and the one at the bottom of the pecking order would sometimes get stressed so much that its immune system would be compromised and it could develop white stringy poop. What worked for me in those instances is I would move it to a, a separate aquarium and I would heat the heat up really high and uh, just keep it there by itself. And that would often do the trick, take it out of the stressful situation and it can kind of recover and recoup. And often those would turn into big, beautiful discus um, once they'd had a chance to do that. So the reason I mentioned that is in your setup, if you notice that the discus that has the white stringy poop is getting picked on a lot, it might not be a parasite or anything. It could be stress. Um, they're not super aggressive and usually two discus will get along fine. But if the other discus is kind of harassing it all the time, or if the humpbacks are harassing it or something, it, it might be as simple as moving it to another tank, uh, nice hot temperature, 86, 88 degrees, lots of oxygen bubbling and, uh, and some salt just, just for it to de-stress. Gubby loves, try some fenbendazole. Yep. Fenbendazole is a good drug. Um, 
if you can find flubendazole instead, flubendazole is absorbed through the gills and the skin and actually gets inside the fish. Fenbendazole is not as readily absorbed. Uh, to, to really use fenbendazole adequately in fish, it's recommended by the sources I've read to actually uh, put it in food so it's ingested because it's not going to absorb readily. Okay, here we are. Lumpy Dog, 10.04 Eastern Standard Time when I posted this. It is now 10.30 Eastern Standard Time. So we're 26 minutes behind, we now know. But we're going to... Um, we're going to go ahead and shut her down because it's 8.30, so it's time to be done. I apologize to anyone if I missed your question or comment. Um, I just want to do a quick look here to see if I can see. I know I missed a few Super Chats that I could not scroll down far enough to see. Let's see if I can see them now. Was it? Let's see here. Here it is, River Life. Hey, Rack, thanks so much. River Life throwing down two bucks. Always appreciated, never required, but it makes the wife super happy, and I appreciate it. And then I saw another one here. Who is it? Fish Dreams, $4.99. <laughs> it always cracks me up it was when it's like $99.99, $4.99, $9.99. Um, at Dance Fish, I'm fighting columnaris. Ooh, I spent over $100 in your through my... Okay, it's not... Gone, what should I do? Well, the problem is erythromycin treats gram-positive bacteria and columnaris is gram-negative. So erythromycin is not going to be effective against columnaris um, if you know that's what you have. Erythromycin is the most common bacterial infection that's gram-positive that erythromycin might be good for is streptococcus. But columnaris is gram-negative. Um, so is Aramonas, the two most common. So you got to switch medicines. Uh, the erythromycin won't treat it. Canamycin and nitrofurazone in combination is what I have found to be super effective against colonaris. So which you have to do it in a separate hospital tank because it'll totally crash your filter. It'll kill your plants. It'll kind of destroy your ecosystem. But if you can take your fish move it into a hospital tank, bear tank, nothing in it, just an air stone. If it's a skittish fish that needs a place to hide, you can put in like some PVC or a mop or something, but nothing biologically active. Stuff needs to be clean, right? Don't feed it and treat it with a combination of nitrofurazone and canamycin together and salt, five grams per liter. I've knocked out a lot of columnaris that way over the years, so... Um, that would be my suggestion. Hopefully the fish still have good body weight um, and you can do, it's really hard to feed in that hospital tank in that situation. So hopefully they have good body weight still and you can do that. Um, if not, you might have to feed them and then just do really large water changes to keep the tank clean, but feed minimally if you absolutely have to. If you're dealing with fish, they're emaciated. In, in Fish Dreams, I hope it goes well for you. That's tricky, especially if it's been a week. Um, it's probably progressed quite a way since in a week's time. But I'm hoping the best for you. I hope next week you're like, hey, I tried that and things are on the mend. You know, I, I hope it works. Um, and again, I'm not a veterinarian, none of that, but that's what's worked for me. And that's what I go to when I run into that problem. 
Okay. All right. I am going to shut her down because we're now over time. And or can't pay the mods overtime. That's expensive. <laughs> oh, the ingredients. Um, yeah, hang on. Let me real quick. Um, canamycin. I just want to make sure I'm spelling it right. Sin sulfate. Here's one of them. Here's the canamycin. And the other one is nitrofurazone, which is... Last time I checked, they still had at um, Gemco. So here's the nitrofurazone. So I know we're going a little over time, but when people have sick fish and it's been a week and they need help, um, it's probably worth it for just a moment. And then here's Gemco's website where you can, I think, I can't look right now, we're way over, but um, I think there's a link to Gemco. You sh last time I looked, they still had um, nitrofurazone. Uh, if not, someone on eBay might have it. There's a product called Spectrum, I believe, by American Aquarium Pharmaceuticals or American Aquarium Products, one of the two. Um, that you can sometimes find on eBay in a tablet that is exactly that. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a blend of canamycin and nitrofurazone. Okay, on to the giveaway. Sorry, we're over. This is for a couple Lasustris, the turquoise rainbow fish, and I saw Bentley in there real quick because we're doing rainbow fish. <laughs> Good to see you, Bentley. Here we go. The winner is Seth Gordon. Seth Gordon, you've won. If you would uh, let us know you're here, that would be great because you have to be here to win. So you've got about a minute. You are here. Look at that. That was prompt. You weren't like up to your elbows in a fish tank. You were like there ready. Awesome, Seth. Congratulations. I appreciate you being here. Thanks for playing. And if you'd send me an email, dan at dansfish.com uh, by midnight tonight would be great. With your first and last name and your mailing address, I'll send those to you Monday. And congratulations, that's awesome. All right, everybody, uh, Punchy Paints is next about, about nine o'clock mountain time, right? And uh, hope you have a good one. Sorry I went over, but gotta help people out. And until next time, Bye-bye.